The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Please keep hands on guardrails firmly at all times. Welcome to the broadcast, the show, the program. Boys, girls, men, women, children of all ages, welcome. Fellow Americans, welcome. How in the world are you? Welcome to the broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. <sighs> you know, while it has been, and you know, I know it's hot everywhere. I got it. It's summertime. That's what happens, Jeff. It's summertime and it gets warm. But it has been close to the surface of the sun here in northern Texas. That's the way it's supposed to be, Jeff. It's northern Texas. It happens that way every year. Remember the first time you came to Texas and it was in the 100-day stretch of every day, 110 degrees and a drought, and people were buying giant ice cubes for their pool just to cool it off for an hour. Remember that? Yes, I do. I do. It's going to the same way this year, okay? Okay. And we've got a cold front coming through today and tomorrow anyway, okay? It's going to be down to 97. Oh, it's the summer cold front coming through. Okay, good. Good. It's never a good sign. In uh, in my in my car, in the rolls, on the mirror, it has, you know, what direction you're going in. And it also has the temperature. And yesterday I look up, and I, didn't, I usually I look at it just because, you know, I'm listening to the radio and it's, 67 degrees outside, and I look at my mirror to see if it's exactly what the radio guy said. And I look up yesterday, and it's 108. And I'm driving down the highway trying to snap a picture. Um, by the way, that's never, that's never a good thing, and I think it's probably illegal now to be doing that. However, that's what they put guardrails up for. And so I'm driving down the interstate trying to snap a picture of 108, and I can't get a good shot. So by the time I finally get to where I can, you know, Pull off and I have to be at a red light. It's 106. <sighs> Fine. I'll take a picture of the 106 instead of the 108. But, uh, yeah, it's never just this is a helpful hint for me. It, it may be a reason why they don't want you texting and driving and doing things with your phone when you're driving. Because if you're going down the interstate, it's afternoon drive. I mean, it's Friday. I had a late meeting. So I'm driving late. I'm smack dab in the middle of afternoon drive. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of traffic and it's speed up, slow down. Then you're trying to snap a picture of the mirror. <laughs> it, uh, well, that's just not a good thing. Let's just say that. And I found out that most cars on the interstate have horns. I, you know, I know you think, usually you think, oh, I wonder if most of those cars have, have horns that could honk at you. They do. So, you know, just a good, good, helpful tip for me not to. Try to snap pictures of your mirror when you're driving down the interstate. You're welcome. All right, let's get to some of the break room headlines. There's all kinds of news that has happened this week. I mean, it's been a busy week. It really has. Uh, it, it's pretty amazing how we go through each week, and it's like, 
wow. I mean, it's only been a week. And we just keep hammering news. And that's uh, basically thanks to, uh, uh, thanks to the world spinning out of control, really, is what it is. And uh, one of the big things that happened as the world spun out of control is North Korea. Uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said Saturday the second flight test of an intercontinental ballistic missile demonstrated his country can hit the U.S. mainland hours after the launch left. Analysis concluded that a wide swath of the United States, including Los Angeles, Chicago, is now in range of North Korean weapons. Really? Huh. Really? The Korean Central News Agency, which, I mean, nothing but truth and facts coming out of that, said that Kim expressed great satisfaction. The agency also quoted Kim as saying that the latest launch reaffirmed the re- reaffirmed the reliability of the country's ICBM system and confirmed an ability to launch the missile at random regions and locations at random times, with the entire U.S. mainland now within range. Kim said the launch late Friday sent a serious warning to the United States, which has been meaninglessly blowing its trumpet with threats of war and stronger sanctions. It may be time. I do not want to go to war. And I've heard all the stories about how horrific it's going to be and how, you know, we're going to lose, I mean, South Korea, we're going to lose millions of lives and it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be pretty because Kim doesn't care. And he just wants he just wants to, a war, wants to prove that he's the best. It may be time to turn North Korea into glass. Let's just do it and get it over with. Sorry. Hey, uh, Vlad, uh, we're, turning, uh, we're turning North Korea into uh, glass today. Uh, China. Uh, yeah. Premier, remember the chocolate cake I fed you down in Florida? Yeah. I'm going to send you another cake uh, from uh, Mar-a-Lago, but uh, today we're turning uh, North Korea into glass. Hoping there's no shrapnel shoots over to your country, but, you know, if it does, sorry. Uh, South Korea, uh, tell your people, uh, be careful, because if we miss one on the first round, Kim's probably going to set it off and kill a few people in in Seoul. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, but listen, tomorrow, you don't have to worry about it, because North Korea will be glass. And I, I have a feeling that if we do go into some kind of battle... At least the president in charge will let them finish the job. I hope that's the case. Because that's been a big problem uh, over the last uh, few battles we've had uh, around the globe where our leaders have not let us finish the job. And I know that was a, it's a big deal. We look back now in Iraq, we look back at World War II, we look back, I mean, we look back at all the battles of Vietnam. Uh, even Korea, for that matter. I mean, we're still, hello, this is what we're talking about. We should have finished the job. Instead of, here's a hand slap, and okay, now we'll we'll talk, okay? We'll talk now. Yeah, no. No, that's not what it's supposed to be about. Sorry. Sorry, it's not. House Majority Whip Steve Scalise discharged from the hospital this past week on Tuesday. He's now going to begin intensive inpatient rehabilitation. Boy, no kidding. He's probably got a long haul. The Louisiana Republican has made excellent progress in his recovery from his life-threatening gunshot wound six weeks ago. 
That's how fast things are moving. That was six weeks ago. It's almost like another lifetime ago, and it certainly isn't another lifetime for Steve. He is in good spirits and is looking forward to his return to work once he completes rehabilitation. He and his family are grateful for the care he received from the trauma team, as well as the other doctors, nurses, and staff of MedStar Washington Hospital Center. The family also appreciates the outpouring of prayers and support during his time. Well, we certainly wish him the best. And uh, President Trump uh, awarded two Capitol Police officers uh, the Presidential Medal of Valor uh, for heroic actions during the Scalise shooting and Special Agent Crystal Greiner, who is still on crutches as well, accepted the award for bravery and composure while engaged in an active shooter incident, all tying to the Scalise shooting. Also, we got news uh, this week. Uh, I know we hear from uh, our great president that uh, everything is wonderful and the world is a beautiful thing. But we also, we did get news that the U.S. coal exports, uh, according to all the data, shows that uh, they're through the roof. Uh, The coal exports are booming. So, good. 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 We also... uh, Got news from President Trump by yesterday. I would like to thank Reince Priebus for the service and dedication to his country. We accomplished a lot together. I am proud of him. He uh, named John Kelly the new White House Chief of Staff. Well, they has a revolving door at that White House these days. And the uh, we just heard at the top of the hour newscast that uh, Scaramucci... Uh, the fine man that he is, and there's some great stories about him this past week and his his mouth and his going after people off the record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, communications director, um, here's the deal. You either don't say it or you make sure that you, hey, this is off the record, and then you can say what you want to say. But if you don't say Hey, this is off the record. It's probably going to be on the record. So when you say things about people that you're working with every day, trying to do things to themselves that most people can't do, um, you know, it's going to be an issue. Anyway, we heard at the top of the hour news that uh, it's even, he's even become an issue for the wife. And uh, she says, I-, I want out. Look, he's, <laughs> I want out. A great guy. I'm just tired of him. Uh, tired of him just being about him, and uh, I'm sure that's. <laughs> I'm sure that's a. That feeling is a number of wives in the White House. I'm not saying who. I'm just saying from time to time you may see a wife have that look on their face, like, dear God. If I could get out of this marriage, I'd get out of it right now. I can't even stand to be standing here. I don't even want him to touch me. Now, I'm not saying who that is. I'm just saying that from time to time you see that on the television screen. And, of course, we had the big health care vote. Yes, Obamacare, Obamacare still intact. And if there was ever any doubt that politicians lie, 
that D.C. is full of cheaters and liars. The vote not to repeal Obamacare is all the proof you need. The big cancer-driven maverick, John McCain, who came back, the legend, the man, who campaigned on repealing Obamacare, who got back into office on repealing Obamacare, votes to save it. Give me a break, John. Give me a break. And we had President Trump talking to police officers in Brentwood, New York, yesterday. And he was all wound up about the MS-13 gangs. That's what he was there for. He had the people who had uh, who had their lives affected by these uh, by these thugs, these bums. Uh, but then he went on to, and I don't have a problem with him bad mouthing MS thirteen, and, and I don't have bad mouthing criminals at all. Uh, but then he went on to say, "It's essential that Congress fund another ten thousand ICE officers, and we're asking for that, so that we can eliminate MS thirteen and root out the criminal cartels from our country." Now we're getting them out anyway but would like to get them out a lot faster. And when you see these towns, and when you see these thugs being thrown into the back of a paddy wagon, you just see them thrown in, rough. I said, please don't be too nice. (laughs) Like when you guys put somebody in the car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over. He doesn't touch his hair here, he just puts his hand above Don't hit their head and they've just killed somebody, don't hit their head. Just see, just I said, you can take the hand away, okay? (laughs) And the blues clap, yay, yay. <laughs> we, get to, we get to beat the crap out of potential criminals. <laughs> uh, you mean like, we can, it's like a TV show, remember with the bad cop, and he's, he's, the, he's the bad cop, and he's the good cop that we all love. I mean, we want to love him because he's such a good cop, and he, he saves us and stuff, but he gets so angry at the criminals that he, he just bashes the guy's head, head into the top of the police car when he's getting in. Oh, oh, sorry. And we love that police officer, that guy. Yeah, go ahead, Brentwood, New York. You do that, too. Agonizing. No, I'm not, I won't go any farther. I won't go any farther. Just know that it's agonizing. And yesterday, British baby Charlie Gard passed away one week before his first birthday. He was born on August 4th, 2016, seemingly healthy. Two months into his short life, his parents noticed his health was declining. They took him to London's Great Ormond Street Hospital for children in October, where he remained. Everyone at Great Ormond Street Hospital sends their heartfelt condolences to Charlie's parents and loved ones at this very sad time. Do they? He was diagnosed with mitochondrial DNA depletion syndrome, a rare inherited condition that causes muscle weakness and loss of motor skills. He was the 16th person ever to be diagnosed with the disease. Through their own research, Charlie's parents, Chris Gard and Connie Yates, found a doctor in the United States doing research on an experimental treatment. Then he was willing to treat Charlie. The doctor, Michio Hirano of New York's Columbia University Medical Center, 
The treatment used as part of Hirano's research has only been used on a couple of patients with a less severe form of the disorder. At the end of January, Charlie's parents launched a GoFundMe page to raise money to bring Charlie to the United States for that treatment. In three months, they exceeded $1.65 million. But the hospital stepped in and opposed this effort, stating that it was not in the best interest of their patient. In February, the hospital decided, based on Charlie's status, that treatment was unlikely to benefit Charlie. This is in February. Unable to agree, the hospital went to court to have a judge decide, hoping to be able to remove Charlie from life support. In April, the UK High Court ruled that it was in the infant's best interest for his treating clinicians to remove the ventilator, keeping him alive. That decision was then backed by the European Court of Human Rights in June, which ruled not to intervene in the case. And this was upheld by a British Supreme Court decision that the hospital could discontinue life support to Charlie and he could, be, he could not be transferred to the United States or elsewhere. Then the case went to the UK High Court last week after the hospital requested another hearing to consider new evidence relating to potential treatment for his condition. That new evidence came in part from Hirano, who testified that there was an 11% to 56% chance Charlie could show clinical significant improvement if treated. Now, Hirano came to London, evaluated Charlie, and spoke with those who had been treating him and other experts. And, of course, the world was watching. On Monday, this past Monday, Charlie's parents gave up the fight to take Charlie to the U.S. after new brain and muscle scans revealed their son had deteriorated and was therefore less likely to benefit from the experimental treatment while his doctors and parents battled in court. Too much time had passed. However, the court battle wasn't over yet. The hospital and parents found themselves in court once again this week. This time, Charlie's parents argued for the right to bring Charlie home from the hospital to die rather than the hospital or hospice. The hospital argued there were too many obstacles, including the unwillingness of any care provider to accompany Charlie. You're going to pull the plug. He's going to die. The disagreement focused on whether Charlie's ventilation tube should be withdrawn in the hospital, in the hospice, at home soon after the transfer, or at home after a period of days. On Thursday, with the hospital and Charlie's parents still at an impasse, the judges ordered to remove life support and move Charlie to hospice took effect. We just want some peace with our son. No hospital, no lawyers, no courts, no media. Just quality time with Charlie away from everything to say goodbye to him in the most loving way. That was the mother after the statement from the judge's order was given. Charlie Gard, less than a year old, passed away yesterday. 728 
17. Rest in peace, Charlie. To Charlie, we say mummy and daddy, we love you so much. We always have and we always will, and we are so sorry that we couldn't save you. Sweet dreams, baby. Sleep, sleep tight, our beautiful little boy. We love you. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The last press conference that the parents did for Charlie Gard was so amazing and so heartfelt and so saddening that I just want you to hear the end of it and realize what it took for them to reach this point. Rest in peace, Charlie Gard. To Charlie, we say mummy and daddy, we love you so much. We always have and we always will, and we are so sorry that we couldn't save you. Sweet dreams, baby. Sleep, sleep tight, our beautiful little boy. We love you. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram at JeffyMRA. Now, I know that, uh, you know, over the years we've uh, discussed uh, how I struggle with being overweight. And, uh, you know, it's just part of my life. But as I'm scrolling through, thinking to myself, you know, I want to, you know, it's Saturday. You and I want to get together, chat. We don't want to be too serious uh, through the entire broadcast. And I see that uh, in 62 days, one hour, 24 minutes, and zero seconds, as of right then, the Texas State Fair opens. Now, the Texas State Fair. Like any fair, any state fair around the country is, uh, you know, famous for uh, different foods that they uh, that they provide during the fair. In fact, last year during Pat and Stew, we went out there and and ate some of the some of the fair food. Uh, and I would I would say that most of the fair food is nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty, nasty. I mean, look, I know that I'm 800 pounds. Uh, today, I'm sorry. Today, I cut back a little bit this week. So today, I'm 795, uh, just under 800. And uh, so, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my life back. And uh, I know that. And I know that, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a great eater. I, I, you know, but a lot of the fair food, a lot of that deep fried stuff. Whew. Like where we made the mistake last year. 
when we went for patents too. We got there. We were so hungry. That was a mistake. So when they first brought us the powdered red velvet thing, I mean, it was so good. And we couldn't stop eating it. So then we became kind of full. So then by the time we got to the the other nasty deep fried stuff, it was not good at all. And I have a feeling that after a while, you know, when you start deep frying stuff, the, the fried juice gets dirty. So you start getting that nasty fried juice. But this year, uh, there's new Big Tech's Choice Awards for new foods at the fair. And I don't know that I can do very many of these. Beer battered beef jerky? Oof. I mean, maybe. Cajun fried deviled eggs? No, thank you. Crawfish lollipop? Oof. Deep fried bacon wrapped mozzarella with jalapeno ranch? Oof. I don't know. The deep fried bacon wrapped mozzarella sounds pretty good, but not with the jalapeno ranch. Deep fried breakfast cupcake. Okay. I mean, maybe I could do that, maybe. Deep fried chicken noodle soup on a stick. <laughs> I mean, I would try that just because it's, you know, chicken noodle soup on a stick. Deep fried Fruit Loops, maybe. The problem happens, though, what happens is, and I find this out at the donut shops that put cereal on the top of the donuts. Not that I've had several, but the cereal goes stale, and most places don't care. They just put it on top of the donut anyway. And if you're going to be using the cereal, make sure it's fresh. So hopefully the deep fried Fruit Loops will have fresh Fruit Loops. Because of a stale Fruit Loops is going to ruin the whole thing. Deep fried Reuben. Oof. Oh, I don't know. Deep fried root beer float with dragon's breath. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. I might be able to do that. Dreamy, drunken, sopapilla cheesecake bar. I don't know. Uh, fat Smooth. Or is that a bar? Is it the name of a jazz band? Fat Smooth tonight. Fried Arrows Conpolit. No, thank you. Fried Cheesecake Stuffed Apple Sunday. Oh, that might be good. Fried El Paso. We're frying an entire city. Fried Mango Loco. No, thank you. Although, you know, mangoes aren't bad. Fried Redneck Wedding Cake Balls. Ooh, I wonder what that is. I wonder what redneck wedding cake balls is. If you have to ask, you don't want to know. Fried Sloppy Joe Flawless with Nacho Fries. And it's N-O-T-C-H-O, Fries. Fried Texas Dirt. I mean, I'm guessing that it's not real dirt, so it might be good. Fried Texas Sheet Cake. I mean, okay. Funnel cake bacon queso burger. No, thank you. Gulf Coast fish bowl. Oreo beer. Oh, no, thank you. Pinwa popcorn. No. Pinwa popcorn. No, thank you. 
I don't care how you say it. You know, I'm not eating it. Raymond Grasshopper Cookie. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Oh, yeah. I don't care how you say it. I'm not, I'm not eating it. Okay? I don't care. You can tell me how to say it all you want. I'm not eating it. Southern Fried Chicken Monte Cristo. What is it? Pinot Noir? What pisses me off? I didn't know. Pinot. What is it? Pinot Noir Popcorn. Is that right? Is that what it is? What is it? Turn your mic on. Tell me what the hell it is. It's Pinot Noir. Yeah, that's right. That's what, I, that's what I said. Southern Fried Chicken Monte Cristo. No, thank you. Surfin' Turfin' Tater Boat. Texas Fajita Fries. Maybe. Texas Fried Cowboy Fritters. Maybe. The Tamale Donut. No. Tipsy Topsy Catfish on a Stick. These are the semifinalists? No, thank you. I don't even want the pinot nor popcorn. Never liked that pinot nor stuff. That's nasty. That's some nasty stuff right there. I think we're sticking, you know, just the. No, just give me some red velvet funnel cake with some some sugar sprayed on it. Okay, I'm good with that. I mean, what's on this list that could that's actually edible? Beer battered beef jerky. I mean, you might be able to try it. Nasty Cajun fried deviled eggs. No, thank you. If you if they would make the deep fried bacon wrapped mozzarella without the jalapeno, no. <laughs> I feel like no, 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 with jalapeno ranch. No, you get rid of the jalapeno ranch. Ooh, nasty. I can't even say it. This some of the stuff is just. Why would you eat it? I mean, I get the whole. Oh, we're going to make something different for the fair. Are you? Are you? And they better they better lock down those rides at the fair this year. <laughs> Man. You know, I heard the story about the the fair in, in Ohio, right? The the carnival in Ohio and, and horrific. And you always think about that. I mean, I love those rides. And I love them. And it's been a while because most of them don't have fat guy seating. So, you know, they look at you like, nope. <laughs> I put the kids up there. You ain't getting done this thing. Uh, so, you know, I haven't ridden them in quite some time. However, I love them. And I, I love them all. And, I, you know, it was a horrific story in Ohio uh, about the, the, the ride breaking and, and flying off. But I hadn't seen the footage until yesterday morning. I was in, I was in the makeup room getting ready for the, the radio show. And they, ha- they actually, you know, they showed the footage. And I kind of avoided the footage, which is unlike me. I was in the middle of... of of doing some other work, and I didn't want to be distracted by footage of people flying through the air dying. And uh, I, I was, wow! I mean, horrific. Horrific. And you know, I know they're showing all the paperwork, and it was, it was signed off on, it was inspected, was it? I mean... I mean, I hope it was for everyone's safety, but I got to believe it. Yep, that one looks good. Go on, set it up. Check it off. 50 bucks. Yep, that one looks good. I mean, I hope not. I hope not. And now, definitely not for a while, right? I mean, they're going to be inspecting every nut and bolt of the whole damn thing. As well, they should. 
as well they should. But are you going on those rides now this year? Or are you going to say, you know what? Maybe we'll go over and have some of that pin out in air popcorn. <laughs> go ahead. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Get me out of here. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. But you should do it. I'm talking to you right now. Look in the mirror. Look at yourself and think, do it. So there was a story from Inside Edition, and I haven't watched Inside Edition in quite some time. In fact, I was on Inside Edition at one point in my life. They uh, snuck around and had me. I was one of the few people that uh, bought the pool filter that was non, uh, what's the stuff you put in your pool? Uh, yeah, this was a, a non-chlorine filter that the company was selling, and uh, and I thought I thought it was a cool thing, so I bought it. But I actually they lied to me when they sold it to me, and it never really worked. Uh, and they lied to me, saying that it was all part. They that Disney was using it. It was at the Disney hotels, and so Inside Edition came and filmed. There's footage out there somewhere. There you go. You can go look for it. There's footage out there somewhere. I've forgotten all about this. Of me cleaning my pool and showing them the 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 little the little one piece of chlorine that you with no chlorine, but this is chlorine inside edition. And the guy, I mean, he was relentless inside edition. And he he called my he called my I don't know how he got my information. He called, and next thing I know, we're pulling in the driveway from going out to dinner, and here's the van. I mean, they're relentless, man. They were getting this footage no matter what. It was really, really funny. And it wasn't funny for me because I bought an inferior product, okay? But I actually, you know, at the time, when I, I think if I, I think it was working at the time when they showed up. It's been so long. So I think it actually was working. But he was pissed that, they were saying that it was no chlorine, but you did use just a chlorine pellet in the skimmer. I'm trying to remember how the system worked. So, like, it was no chlorine, but there really was a little chlorine. So it was like, and it promises no chlorine. And he dips his hand down in my skimmer and pulls out the pellet. But this is chlorine. You know, this is the big inside edition scam. It was pretty funny. Anyway, that was thousand years ago man Oof, i just remembered that and i'm serious about being relentless. this guy and he called and i was like nah hey don't worry about it we're not gonna be home well when are you gonna be home i don't know click at that time we still had you know you still had the hard line so he's calling the house and uh man when we came back from dinner seriously it was almost like well we'll just pull in the driveway back from dinner ah! there's the van tv cameras are out of the van guys are hauling the 
The shoulder cam's out. He's got his microphone out. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. It's a non-chlorine pool system. You got to get the you got to get the segment in. Okay, I got it. <laughs> so, anyway, inside edition. Fine institution of television broadcasting. Uh, decided that they were going to check and see if hotel rooms actually clean their sheets like they say. Now, I would venture to say that it doesn't take inside edition to say that, you know, I would say most do, right? If they don't, you'd kind of think maybe it was uh, it was the worker, right? So inside edition, are we seriously at the top of the hour? Because I've got some great hotel stories. We're going to get to this next hour then. I can't, I can't believe this hour is over already. Seriously, I can't believe this hour is over. And we have a get. I must I must be stoned on the peanut noir. Peanut, what is it? Peanut, peanut noir popcorn. Because um, we've got a guest coming up at the top of next hour. Uh, my man David Slater, the monkey selfie guy, who I'm fascinated to talk to. I want to find out how he's doing, see if he's still taking pictures again, or if PETA, those bastards, have shut him down and pretty much made his family homeless. We're going to talk to him. We got to get back to the hotel cleaning, though, because I got to tell you about uh, uh, some of my experiences and what you need to do to save yourself. Because there's bed, I mean, bed bugs are everywhere. Fire stations in South Carolina have got bed bugs. There's bed bugs everywhere. And there's ways that you can help yourself to not have this issue, especially in the summertime when you're traveling, but anytime that you are using hotel rooms. But in the summertime, you know, when it's hot. And bed bugs are thriving, especially in South Carolina. I mean, I don't know. I had a I had a roach crawl across me in South Carolina. Now, you want to talk about being awake? You want to talk about being awake? You're half asleep in in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and a cockroach crawls across you. I don't care what time it is. You are awake. Look at. I'd seriously, we'll talk about the bed bugs. Right? Because you'll never guess what Inside Edition found out inside these hotel rooms. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.